And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Foul Players Radio. My name is Michael Spedden. Today is Thursday, December the 5th, and I would like to share a musical selection with you before we start our interview with George Ambrosese. This is the chorus of the Chesapeake. Enjoy. Yes, that was the chorus of the Chesapeake singing Jingle Bells. It's that time of the year, folks, and it's my favorite time of the year. As Andy Williams once said, it was the most wonderful time of the year. We've got lots of great things coming up here for the Foul Players of Perryville. Uh, This whole month through December 23rd, we're going to be performing the Polar Express up on the Western Maryland Scenic Railroad in Cumberland. It's a great show. Uh, The kids have been having a real blast at it. And uh, one of the stars of the movie, Eddie Deason, came up to spend some time with us the other week. I had the opportunity to uh, meet and speak with Eddie for a little bit. And I'll tell you, he's a true gentleman, a true gentleman, a fine person. It was a real honor to be able to sort of, uh, you know, meet him and, you know, kind of work with him on this same project here, even though he was kind of making an appearance we didn't star together. It was really good to meet him, really meet somebody in show business who's a genuinely nice person and a true gentleman. It was a real pleasure. To get tickets for the Polar Express, www.wmsr.com. Also, the Foul Players of Perryville will be appearing New Year's Eve at 4 p.m. and 10 p.m. on the train. Back to Murder Mysteries after Polar Express is over. For tickets for that event, you can also get them at uh, www.wmsr.com. Or you can reach uh, the train at 1-800-TRAIN-50 for tickets. The Chorus of the Chesapeake is going to have a concert coming up this Sunday, uh, December the 8th at 3 p.m. at the American Legion Hall down in Dundalk, Maryland. Um, your admission will be a, f- a toy to donate to Toys for Tots. It's going to be a Toys for Tots benefit concert. Not only is the chorus going to be singing their Christmas repertoire, but there's going to be quartets and a couple of other surprises there for you. So it's going to be a great show. Check it out for more information, www.dundalk.org. You can also, if you want to come out and sing with the chorus, come try it out. Anybody is welcome. Um, It's a great time. You meet lots of great people. Tuesdays at 7.30 at the North Point Government Center at the corner of Wise and Merritt Boulevard in Dundalk. 
uh, 7.30 p.m., come to the side door next to the basketball courts and come on in and sing. It's a great time. For more information, www.dundalk.org. Uh, George Ann Brusese is joining us this week. Uh, George Ann is a professional talent manager uh, based in Voorhees, New Jersey, and um, she has talent um, in New York and Philly. She does a great job of managing people, helping people get their feet wet in the business, really looking out for people, setting up auditions. And we're going to hear her story, um, you know, how she got involved um, in the uh, entertainment business a number of years ago, um, how she started working with Kathy Parker, and, um, you know, how things are going now. Um, it, it was a real pleasure to sit down and interview with her at her uh, home office up in Voorhees, New Jersey. And I really think you'll enjoy this interview. If you're an actor, uh, there's lots of good advice in here on how to get representation if you don't have any right now. It spells it right out for you. makes it very easy to uh, understand. So enjoy this interview with George Ann. And before uh, we start the interview again, we're going to have one more musical interlude with the chorus of the Chesapeake. And then George Ambrusese. Enjoy. great to see you again thanks mike it's been a good while um since i've seen you in person here and um so cpm tell us about cpm um some history on the uh, company you've been uh running it for a couple of years now right yes in the pilot seat so the company itself is over 30 years old um i came on board about 15 years old 15 years ago when Mm -hmm. my uh, youngest daughter got involved in the business and um, fast forward to November 1st, 2017, uh, I wound up fully taking over the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been great. That's and, great. That's yeah. great. And um, you took it over from Kathy Parker? Yes. CPM yes. stands for Kathy Parker Management. Okay. And um, now we go by. She, when I took the business, she kept Kathy Parker Management because she's doing some consulting work. Oh, sure. Right, right, and right, so, right. And um, so... 
my, the official name of the company is CPM Talent Management. CPM Talent Management. CPM Talent Management. It's a separate entity, yeah. Okay, now how did you come up in the business? I know you not, you've not only just been on what you're doing now, but you've been an actress and you've done some other things. Tell us a little bit about your uh, background, how you came into it. When did you get bitten by this crazy bug that we've all been hit by? So I fully blame it on my children. Um, <laughs> I did my high school plays and I mm-hmm. did some stuff in college, but... I never thought to pursue it professionally. I was uh, went into law. I was a paralegal, a trial paralegal, traveling the country for those big trials that you see. In, yeah. You know, the the silent person in the courtroom handing all the important documents to the attorney. Sure, um, yeah, yeah. Mass litigation things. I did that for a long time. Um, but when my youngest daughter turned about three, she was in preschool, and she did a preschool show, and... She had a pink raincoat and a pink umbrella, and she stood up there and sang <laughs> Singing in the Rain. She had the solo. And wow. from that moment on, she always asked, I want to do this. I want to act. I want to act. I want to be on TV. I want to act. I want to act. Uh-huh. And um, <clears throat> so I didn't really know where to get started. So there's Haddonfield Plays of Players as a theater. And um, we went. Uh, they were doing Annie. Uh. And she was tiny. <laughs> she she always looked a lot younger than she was, and she auditioned for... We, she went in. It was a Sunday, and she auditioned for Molly, and then they do same-day callbacks, and then we had to wait, and she had another callback, and I remember we got sandwiches. We were sitting on the hood of my car, and it was so exciting, and she gets that final callback, and it's all day, and it's a school night, and she comes out, and she didn't get it. Uh-huh. Right. And it was the best lesson ever, because she didn't get it, and right. you don't get most uh-huh. of the time. But then we did together another community theater. Uh, we did Oliver, mm-hmm. and I was in it too. I was Mrs. Brill, and um, she was an orphan. And I had people come up to me that had nothing to do with my family or me or anything, and say she stands out on stage, mm-hmm. which is the true test. If Grandma thinks they're cute or Auntie thinks they're cute, right, right, that's not the, necessarily the test because they're automatically family going to think they're adorable or the child's going to feel more comfortable around them. Um, but strangers were coming up telling me that she was, uh, she did a really good job. She really stood out. So we did a couple more shows like that. And I, my mother was best friends with Kathy. They both worked at RCA together. Oh, is that right? When they were teenage, late teenagers, Mm -hmm. early twenties. And so, and Kathy lived in Voorhees. And, um, so I, contacted Kathy and I, uh, oh no, I know what it was. I didn't contact Kathy. My mother has a new year's day. My recently passed mother, Mm -hmm. um, had a new year's day open house every, um, new year's day. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it was sort of a adults only, like all the grandkids weren't invited. Sure. Um, but I, you know, Gianna's pretty mature kids. I dressed her up and she and I went to this party and, um, I went into the kitchen to say hi to my mother. Uh, Gianna had just done a show, and so there was some women, my mother's friends, who had seen her. Uh I walked out of the kitchen, and Kathy was holding my daughter's face going, who is your mother? (laughs) Because I guess she walked in, and all these other women were saying how good she was in the show that she was just in, just a little community thing. Mm Mm-hmm. She's was partic- She's still adorable. She's 23 now, but she was super cute uh-huh. kid. And so they made that connection outside of me. So within right, a couple right. days, we signed. Um, and I didn't know anything about the business. K- 
Kathy said, oh, come in. She always liked volunteers in the office. Um, come into the office. And so I just sort of slowly started work in there and got kind of addicted to it. Mm-hmm. And Kathy really needed the help. And um, it was a good education. So, yeah. So Gianna really did it. And then my son, he was little. He saw what his sister did. Mm-hmm. And um, he wound up, you know, doing really well in in his uh his end too in fact i i started writing a book um about all of this stuff and that chapter is called the sun also rises okay yeah (laughs) so yeah and then my my little one got involved in it she grew up with it so for her it's not as magical sure 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 but she's done her share of stuff too right 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 it's a long-winded answer to your question but that's that's how i got involved in it right well i've seen i've seen your children in different productions and things like that law and order svu and i saw one where one of them stabs you to death i think yes in the short film that was a short film and it's funny people you know when you see the film (laughs) it's so creepy and they have all that creepy music and people Mm -hmm. we went to the screening of it and people said how could you let your daughter do that we had the best time because there's no <laughs> scary music when you're shooting a film. They right, add right. all the stuff later. Mm-hmm. So she's sitting on the floor with the special effects lady playing with makeup and we're hanging <laughs> out. I'm covered. You know, it was a really fun experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, people are always going to say, oh, you, they assume if you're a mom and your kid's in the business, you're, you know, abusive or something. But right, we right. just had so many adventures <laughs> and so much fun. And, and um, yeah. Oh, great, great, great. So um, one, one question that a lot of people ask, and, um, now, and, and how would you describe yourself? Are, are you an agent or a manager? And what is the difference for that when somebody wants representation? You know, do you know if you want an agent? Why would you want an agent versus a manager? Could you tell us a little bit about uh, that? Sure, sure. This is my, my uh, I do this every time I interview new people. Um, okay, so uh, an agent has more clients. So mm-hmm. if you go to an agency in New York City, they might have, I don't know, a thousand clients in a database of all different um, shapes and sizes. And they'll, they, you usually meet them the first time and they'll meet with you occasionally. Some of the more boutique ones you can pop in and out of, but mm-hmm. they're very busy and sort of more removed. Where a manager is a person who is much more hands-on. A manager is somebody who will... So I have people who I just see potentially and who have absolutely no credits. Mm -hmm. And I have people who are signed with me when they were already on Broadway. Right, right, So everybody needs a different level of involvement. Some people come to me because they want to take their career to the next level. Mm -hmm. Some people will come to me... And they have zero, but I see something in them and I will guide them into all of those first baby steps. Okay. Or I will take the person who's already established and say, where can we go from here? Sure, sure, sure. And so we pick pictures together. I can, I recommend um, coaches. I have very good relationships with agents and casting directors. Some of them are ready for an agent. Mm-hmm. And I have... Um, Many clients with agents in New York City, Paradigm Innovative, CESD, BMG, all the big agencies, which I have good relationships with. Them. Good, good, good. Because even yeah. though you never see each other face to face, you talk every day. Certainly, and, yeah. You know, um, a relationship grows. And so I will help people get agents. Uh-huh. Um, and then we all work together as a team. Right. The agents right. and the managers all work together to propel the person to the next level. Um, it's just building your team. I mean, and then if you become an even sort of 
you get more of a celebrity status, then you need a publicist, then you need a lawyer, then you need an mm-hmm. accountant. And as a manager, I can help with all of that type of, of um, responsibilities. So I think managers are just more in the weeds right, with right, the talent right. um, than an agent. Okay. Agents are amazing. Yeah. You know, yeah. and um, another difference too, an agent is licensed. Sure. Um, so they uh, have to have a license to be an agent. Managers do not have to be licensed. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe the union is trying to offer managers uh, a, a license program, but it's I'm not really involved in it, but there's a lot of back and forth with that. Sure, sure. Um, because they want to take some of the stuff we do away. So that's uh, that's the jury's still out on that. But mm-hmm. um, we're not licensed, and they are licensed. Agents are licensed. Okay, okay. And... Um- so some other things that you know people are you know, are curious about, um, and some things you could probably answer. Um, now, w- w- when it comes to uh, the, the things that you're looking for in somebody when they come in to audition for you, um, what, what I know you were you know one thing that people say is it they have it, uh, and you know what that means when you see somebody you know that they have mm-hmm. that it factor or whatever it is. What are some other things that you're looking for really? I think that what I say, and I just held, I just interviewed about 80 people over three days in New York City and Philadelphia. So I just went through answering that question. Um, I work hard. Mm -hmm. I I am a very, I have a very good work ethic. And my desk is about... 20 steps from my coffee pot. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a commute. So I get up in the morning and I get my coffee at work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm making dinner and I'm working and Mm -hmm. I work. I have a passion and I take this career and people are entrusting me with their dream because this is a really hard career to be in. Oh, it is. Yeah. So I take it very seriously and I have a fire in my belly for Mm -hmm. it. And I know Gabby does too. She works part time, but she really cares. We really, truly care. Oh yeah. I only want to work with people who care as much as we do. Sure. So sure. I don't care if they have that it factor. Mm-hmm. There's so much business to it, and right. there's so much. You have to propel yourself. We can only help you so much. You just have to have. The ability, you know, I get knocked down, but I get up again. You just have to keep going and keep saying, what else can I do? What else can I do? What else can I do? So I feel like that is one of the biggest things that I look for is this passion, this Mm -hmm. drive. Um, And when it comes to children, you know, a lot of kids see a Chuck E. Cheese commercial. And for the one minute that it's on, the kids are smiling and having fun and eating pizza mm-hmm. there's nine hours in the basement waiting to, to do your three minutes of shooting and so no, I, is, also, yeah. I, I look for the that realistic approach of the parent to say this grand sense of adventure like, mm-hmm. yeah let's do it we'll make it work <laughs> so that's what i'm looking for i'm looking for some sort of passion um beyond just doing a Shakespearean monologue with a tear at the end. You know? Right, right, right. When it comes to auditioning and things like that too, you know, there are, you know, one thing that I've heard you say to people is that, you know, when you're going out, you're representing CPM. Mm-hmm. And uh, what are some things you expect people to do when they go to auditions and things like that? It's very simple. If you went to a job interview at an accounting firm, would you bring your resume with you? Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. right? 
If you were going to be late, would you let them know? Would you be late? Would you wear the appropriate things? Your audition is a job interview. Right, right. And um, I expect you to be on time within about 10 or 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, not too early because some people are like, well, I'll just get it out of the way and go... I hear it on my end. Casting yeah, directors yeah. will never say anything to the actor because they mm -hmm. want the actor to give the best performance possible. So they don't want to start it out with a reprimand. But sure, I sure. hear it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And people don't necessarily believe me when they say, oh, God, the casting director, didn't." they didn't even notice I was late. Yes, they did. Mm -hmm. Yes, they did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, on time, headshot and resume, I know they don't collect them, but sometimes they do, yeah, especially they do. Yeah. if the client is there. If the casting director's client is there, the director, the producer, mm -hmm. or if it's a commercial, maybe legal's there, they do want a hard copy because they like to be able to look uh, up sure. and down from the hard copy. Mm -hmm. um, I believe truly that you should go in off book if possible, meaning you know all of your lines down solid if you get them in advance, but still carry your lines in with you. Because sure. often everybody has that brain blip, right? Where mm -hmm. you might know it, you might have known it since the first grade, but the lights go on and you get nervous. That way the casting director doesn't say, here, here's my copy, right? Mm -hmm. Or there's everybody scrambling around. So you have them with you, but you know them. Also, those little uh, instructions between the lines, mm -hmm. the casting director might give you a redirect. So you should have them with you. So print out your slides, bring your headshot and resume, show up on time. Mm -hmm. uh, and another huge one, too, is never, ever gossip in the waiting room. No, I don't care no, if they're no, running no. two hours behind. You just pleasantly smile. Also, another thing... Uh, your audition begins about a block away on mm -hmm. the New York City street, up in the elevator, into the audition room, and back out literally till you get on the train. Mm -hmm. um, Kathy always told a story of uh, her son was an actor. That's how she got involved in it. And uh, he was smart-mouthing her in the elevator on the way up. And oh. I've heard it before, too. Mm -hmm. um, and they were in the elevator with the casting director. Oh, and so, you know, there's all just professional like you would in any, any job, any job prepared, intelligent, you know, ready to go, dressed appropriately, check your teeth before you walk in. Yep. <laughs> all those good things. I was in a, uh, you sent me on an audition in Baltimore once and I walked into the audition room. I was in the waiting room waiting to go. And a lady walked in to audition. She had a baby, handed it to the girl behind the desk and said, can you hold my baby while, while I audition? Was that frowned upon, would you say? Okay, so um, yes, it is frowned upon. However, however, there are casting directors who develop um, very good relationships with certain actors mm -hmm. over the years. Right, right, So. Right. I have had, uh, I have, uh, for example, Harry Loftus casting. They've been in business a very long time. Um, they bring the same people back in often. Yeah, yeah. If they know somebody for 22 years and the woman has gotten yeah. married and had a child and they want to see her and I say, well, she can't get a sitter, they'll say, bring the baby. Right, right. Right, right. bring the baby. I wouldn't, but to just cold go into some place and hand them your baby. Mm -hmm. Ew, and like... Why would you be handing your baby to a stranger anyway? Just, right. That is riddled with that is riddled with incorrect things. Mm -hmm. 
However, I have seen in very comfortable situations where casting directors have said, we really want to see you, just bring the baby. Mm. Um, and, you know, occasionally they'll cast the baby. Right. <laughs> <laughs> my little one, I would bring her with us to my kids would go and audition. And they would say, have her come in. And, you know, the kids would all book a great adventure commercial together or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not 100% across the board, but never hand your baby to a stranger. Right, right. How about a rambunctious dog in the waiting room? Would that be a good idea or not? No, not unless they <laughs> want a dog. Um, I see casting calls. That if sure, they want sure. a dog and they want an, a, a human, mm-hmm. they, if you have a dog, bring your dog. Um I, I think you need to know your animal. Oh, I mean, sure, sure. I'm sure there are some kittens that would be adorable. I have a cat, sweetest thing in the entire world, calm temperament, uh-huh. but would be so scared. So I think you need to know your animal <laughs> if you're asked to bring that. But no, no ferrets, yeah. no cats, no dogs, no babies, um, unless you're requested to do that or, sure, or yeah. it's been worked out beforehand. Now, this was somebody just walking their dog and they happened to bring them in. Oh, no, no, and, no. no. Uh, they sat down. They were looking over their sides, and of course, the you know, you know, I, I like dogs, you know, but the dogs has to come up and sniff everybody and run around the room and jump on everybody's lap while he's just sitting there completely oblivious to it. I'd say that's bad form. Well, yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> no, I'm not. Here's another note too, though. When you uh-huh. have little kids, it's very exciting. Um, when I said when Gianna was little, she she auditioned for some Broadway shows and, and uh-huh. did pretty well. The big one was. Um, Oh gosh, great! Not uh, Grey Gardens, mm-hmm. and she made it down to the final few children. But I think when you first have a child in the business, and it gets very exciting, and you're going into New York, and you're going to these big casting agencies, you want to bring grandma and grandpa and three other kids. It just should be you and the child. Oh yeah, oh yeah. If you have, I had a, another kid. And I, we would either stay outside, or if she was behaved, we she would we would sit quietly together. Mm-hmm. But you don't want it's not a sightseeing thing. No, it's not. Everybody yeah. can wait at the you know the Hollywood Deli or whatever. Um, it should really just be the parent and child, mm-hmm. if at all possible. Right, right, right. How about on set etiquette? Now, once you get the job. You get the congratulations letter from George Ann. Congratulations, you've booked this job. Then when you get on set, I'll tell you what, I live for it. I remember getting those and being so excited, and and I get excited sending them out. Uh, Yeah, on set etiquette, I can't even tell you. Um, You are there to make somebody else's idea come Mm -hmm. alive. It's not your gig. No. You are the vessel, and you are replaceable, unless you're Meryl Streep or you know Tom Hanks. Or something. You are there to do a job. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not there to give your opinion. You're not there to. Uh, you you need to go again. You need to be early or on time. You need to bring what they ask you to bring. You need to... Now, occasionally when you're on set, if things are flowing and the director says, well, why don't we try it this way? Again, you have to be fluid. You have to be able to make that change on a dime. Mm -hmm. But you never walk in and say, you know, I was thinking maybe we should try it this way. Mm -hmm. Um, My son, I'll throw a little name drop in here. He did a movie with Robert De Niro. Um, He was in The Family with Robert De Niro and Michelle Pfeiffer. And his scene was with Robert De Niro and my son. That it was this sequence showing that Robert De Niro 
was a man of the neighborhood. Everybody knew him in the neighborhood, including the fruit stand kid, mm -hmm. right? So he has this scene with the fruit stand kid, and they were supposed to have this certain exchange. And Luke Besson is the director, and um, Dante made note of the fact, because he had been on a lot of sets and things like that, that Robert De Niro came, Bobby, Bobby came out, and he did go up to the director, and he said, hey, I'm not really feeling this. Maybe I could, I think he was going to throw him an orange, and he was going to, they were going to, something like that. Mm -hmm. And my son at the time was probably 14 years old, and he made the observation that, you know, Bobby can do that, right? Mm -hmm. Bobby can go up to the director, but my son would not be the one to go up and no, say, no, no. And I was really thinking, maybe I shouldn't throw the art. So, right, right, right. Um, what other kind of etiquette? Again, just sit there and be delightful. Uh, if you want to complain later, now, mm -hmm. if you're unsafe, if they're asking you to do things that you don't want to do, that you're mm -hmm. not comfortable with, any kind of safety issue or contractual issue once you get there with paperwork, things that are unexpected to you, um, lines that maybe you're not comfortable with. They, they added in some, you know, uh, cursing or something like that you're not comfortable with. Excuse yourself. Call me. Uh -huh. That's what I'm for. Right. I'll get in touch with the right people. Protection. If you think and anything is seedy or anything is bad, leave completely. Right, Just right. leave. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't have a lot of those situations. And when you get to set, you need to just be polite, professional, mm -hmm. listen, um, and uh, be versatile. Sure. Because sure. they're they're really going to make, maybe they'll change it. You have to, you can't get so locked into the way that mm -hmm. you say what you practiced. Because they are going to want you to maybe say it a different way. Sure. So you have to be fluid and flexible and no gossip. No mm -hmm. gossip. Sometimes people will come off of a set and they'll write me the diary and they'll say, well, everybody was saying that um, we worked uh, 12 hours in one minute. And, you know, okay, you're only supposed to work 12 hours at a time. I get that. Leave and mm -hmm. say we're getting close to the 12-hour mark. But don't stand around and gossip because right, the right, PA right. is here. Mm -hmm. the, the director could – people overhear that. Again, they're not going to be confrontational and approach you, mm -hmm. but they won't bring you back. And it gets – it gets, it's a small, small industry, and that gets back to people. So just, you know, be professional. Go to the right person, um, but don't be gossipy. That is just the kiss of death on the set. You know, right. have a good attitude and and fake it till you make it. You exactly. know, if you've got exactly. cramps or you're, you know, you bite the inside of your mouth. Or I, I've had so many, do you know, room tones where they, that they have to record the quiet of the room tone at the end. Yep. Twice in my life, I remember having to sneeze so bad. You have got to, you just got to be quiet for the room tone. So, yeah, just understanding how it all works and being an observer and, you know, having fun. Right, exactly, exactly. Don't be, you know, don't be a headache. Don't, don't be, be a headache. headache. Yeah, be, be agreeable. Right. Yeah, don't ask them to pick all the orange M&Ms out of your <laughs> bowl of M&Ms. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, that, that was... Um, you know, you know, some things that I've learned and everything, you know, I've, I've gotten there early, you know, and the uh, worst thing that can happen, you, know, you end up waiting in your car a little bit longer than you would, but you know, heck, you know, at least you're there. Right. I had, you know, especially when, you know, you, I was able to get Gotham, I had this gigantic fear of being late. You know, I got up there, I went to bed early, I wake up every two hours. Oh my God, what time is it? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I just went, I got down they let me park in the lot early and I got there like an hour early and that way you're covered. Yeah. That way you're covered. Yeah. <laughs> just be there. Um, you know, and I just kind of keep it. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yeah. And then have 
some sure. fun. It's mm-hmm. not have some you fun. Know, yeah, it's not rigid. Clearly, you want to yeah. make relationships. And, Certainly, yeah. But um, you have to just know the line. Right, right, right. Yeah. And I've yeah, and, and I made some really nice. You know, uh, I made some really nice you know, friends on some of these yeah. sets and everything. Some people I still talk to today, and you. Know, we follow each other and everything on Facebook and everything. And it's really a great experience. You really do get to meet some nice people yeah, when you're doing yeah, this here. I agree. Yep. So um, how about some success stories? Is there anything you want to brag about? Uh, I do. I do. My latest Cinderella story is very exciting. Um, I have a client, Liz Priestley, um, and she had uh, auditioned in Philadelphia for me last year. And she um, had only theater, mm-hmm. only theater uh, background. Right. And she went on an episodic uh, that TV show Rami, and she got a, a, a good, a decent uh, role. It was mm-hmm. a co-star role, but it was a decent role um, that, as happens, got the role got cut from sure, the final right, edit. Right, right. Um, but still, I was like, wow, you know, she she's just starting out, non-union, and then she she really was booking some good stuff and um she i i won't say the name of the project um but it's a definite thing but she auditioned for something through Harry Loftus casting um a feature film uh starring A-list actors and they f- just fell in love with her mm-hmm. um the director uh loved her they brought her back in they changed her character you know uh just she really um, wowed everybody. Uh, I remember the very first audition she was supposed to go in as an addict. Uh, she's a mother who was an addict. And she said she didn't sleep the whole weekend. Mm. She went in, um, you know, she just really went in. Like, I, you know, she, I recently had dinner with her and she said her bra strap was showing. And she just totally went in method and... and um, then they brought her back again, and they want... So now she's recovered. She's mother recovered. She's a nurse now, and she went in, and she embodied. She said, do you think I should wear scrubs? I said, and you guys probably heard me say this, too. I think you should use your artistic instincts and, mm-hmm. and go with what you're going to feel best in when you walk in that room. Darn if she didn't book it. She spent the summer filming with these major, major, uh, major people. And so I feel like that was a success story on all levels mm-hmm. um because you know I, I guess i could have passed her by maybe not seen her we wouldn't connected sure sure um, sure but she did great and they love her mm-hmm. uh this is a great casting agency and they love her and they bring her in all the time and and the best part about it is she's such a nice person mm-hmm. she's so excited that it happened and you know, we would almost giggle about it because she kind of had a love scene with this big actor. Uh-huh. Not an all-out love scene, but, um, and, you know, we would talk about it. And she was just so sweet and uh-huh. down-to-earth and appreciative. Right, um, right. So that's a great... That I think that's probably my mo- most recent. But on, anytime somebody books something, it's a success story. Sure, sure, sure. Right? I like seeing that come in. I like seeing that come in... Um, like you guys do, right? Yeah, right, I get right. just as excited. That's the that's the crack. Yeah, yeah, that's the crack. Right? That really is. That really is a yeah. huge rush, you know. Um, and then one thing that you just kind of mentioned, you know, you saw, you said something about you know I'm not at liberty to mention this project, which where I want to kind of go with this is that another thing that's a big part of etiquette is watching your mouth mm-hmm. when it comes to social media. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a time 
if you're involved in a project, sure, you can mention it, but you better wait until that management of that project tells you it's okay Mm -hmm. and posting pictures and things like that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I may be able to mention it's on IMDb. It's Mm -hmm. wrapped. I I just don't know. Um, and I, I just wouldn't want to speak out of turn. Right. right. Um, Well, what I meant was that, um, you know, you know, have you known anybody that's really messed themselves up by doing that, you know, by I taking did. a picture on set when they weren't supposed to. Yeah, and it up. I did ask. I have over, I think the younger generation too, everything is Snapchat, Instagram. Right, right, that. right, right, right. Um, and I have asked people, one, when you become an actor, you should scrub your social media of mm-hmm. anything personal or yep, change yep. it to, you know, sure, I have had my political mm-hmm. ideas in the past of, um, I I tried to go back as a manager to and and sort of tamper that down. Right, right, right. Um, but right now, so many places before they hire you, they want your Instagram handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to check your Instagram account. They want to check your Facebook account because now you're representing Warner Brothers. You're sure, representing yeah, yeah. NBC. Um, uh, a casting a local casting director sent out an email to all of us uh, saying that somebody had booked a really good gig and um, it was pulled back because of some some racist comments that mm. were that they saw. So people are checking. So scrub your social media. Um, and then, you know, so we, even when we shout out people on our social media, yeah, yeah. until it's, so we'll say, congratulations on your two-day booking. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I also know certain things, like for example, Law & Order, that's a turnover. Once you're on it, you know, we could say your two-day booking on Law & Order, but some other projects mm-hmm. are, especially films, are longer, and so you kind of just want to make sure you don't say anything. Sure. <coughs> Excuse me. Yep. So, um, yeah, that, that's something that's really, and I've, I've heard this from a lot of people, you know, not just you, when I was, you know, taking some acting lessons and things like that before, you know, down in you know, my hometown, you know, they would say, you know, don't post things without permission. You know, that's a very right. big thing because, you know, you don't want to give away the plot of something. I mean, this could be like the big blockbuster climactic episode of the season, and you just gave away half the plot right there. I mean, you I, mean I, I like just, the one you did recently? The big, uh, crazy TV show uh-huh. that you did mm-hmm. that I can't wait to see. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see it either. I can't wait to see you. That was a great. That yeah. was a great experience right yeah. there. That was a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. And uh, I, I can't wait till I can mention it truthfully. You know, yeah. I, I can't wait until it's ready and they give me the go that ahead. One especially and, because I th- I have seen press on it, but mm-hmm. um, I did too. And and I had seen where there were some you know, some press about who's going to be in it and everything. And um, you know, they said this person's going to be in it and that person's going to be in it. Of course, me, I'm keeping my lips buttoned. Yeah, because, but it is yeah. an interactive episode. It is. Yes, it is and interactive. So it should be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But you are in all of the interactive episodes. You're a constant, mm-hmm. so that's good. Yeah, that is great. That is. It was, it was again. It was an honor to get that, and uh, yeah, working with those folks was absolutely great too. It was absolutely great. So, um, you, so you had some success stories here. How about some um, nightmare auditions or um, when there were Spinal Tap moments? And um, you could tell me a story of, or if you have several, you know, we have plenty of time here. You could tell us. Um, if you've had somebody either audition for you, that was a complete disaster, or you auditioned somewhere and it was absolutely awful, or you know the God forbid thing happened when you were up on stage in front of people performing. Well, all right. Well, personally, I didn't audition tell. that much. I 
I'm great at public speaking. Mm-hmm. I get nervous, but I'm very good at public speaking because mm-hmm. I know it's happening, right? Uh, I can be in a movie. I can be in a play because mm-hmm. I know that it's happening. I've booked it and it's happening. Right, right. I had to stop auditioning. I started, again, so my daughter's doing it. I go, they say, oh, you should audition. I get up on Casting Network. It's kind of the, what happens. And I would be so nervous. Honest to God, I had to buy that deodorant, the, like, the extra <laughs> protection one. where you get yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally almost had my glands sewn shut. I'd be so nervous. And it just was so unpleasant. And mm-hmm. I would beat myself up the whole way there. And I would beat myself up the whole way home. And I just thought... This is not how I want to live my life. Theater is a little bit better. Um, You know, I can pull it together and get out there. I enjoy that. Um, So my disastrous moment was probably every film and television audition that I ever did. Um, (laughs) So I will say my daughter was in a show. She was in Mary Poppins and she was Jane Banks. Uh And they had uh, fake plants in the house. Sure, sure, sure. So the two children are there. And Mary Poppins goes to move move the plant and she slices open her hand. And blood is splattering on the children. (gasps) And... I'm backstage and I'm with another person. I was actually eating something because I was in the show. Uh, and But I wasn't going on for a while. And literally she ran off and they took uh, just, we put uh, napkins and duct tape around it. Mm. Um, and 30 seconds later, she was back on stage and she was doing with the blood splattered children. She's um, a whiz. But, so I feel like the audience sort of knew that something happened, mm-hmm. but the show must go on. So that was delightful. <laughs> um, I guess as a mother, I should have been very concerned about that. But, it, mm-hmm. you know, for us, it's kind of one of those stories. Uh, let's see. I, I think I mentioned when you first came here today, I did recently did interviews. And this perfect little girl walked in just pressed dress and hair bow matched her shoes and oh she was just so pretty and delightful and she walked in oh hi honey you know we try to make the kids feel a really good experience for them uh i said you know so do you want to be an actor and she looked me right in the face she said no i don't want to be an actor and i didn't know where to go from there Mm -hmm. so that was uh that was it wasn't a disastrous audition, but clearly this small, perfect child did not want to be there. Um, disastrous interviews. I think, I, God, there's been so many of them. Um, people that come in and they, we do a scene together and they ad lib the whole thing. They're, uh, that's always kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I can't. Oh, I we last summer we did. Uh, Gabby and I did auditions in New York City, mm-hmm. um, and we were on the sixth floor, and it was July, uh, and the elevators broke. So oh. every person who came to audition, big or small, old or young, had to walk up unair conditioned six oh. flights New York City steps. Um, so as they walked in the room, we would always chuckle and say, well, that was, that was the first test. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was crazy. Uh, that was crazy. And they didn't tell us, mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that the elevators were broken. So we couldn't let people know. No, no. Um, so we've done blood, sweat, tears. Hmm. <laughs> I can't think of any, any tears. So I think that those are my stories. I know they're not super specifically funny, but right, 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 right. That's uh, that's 
Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I'll tell you one of mine that I had, and um, this was back in my hairband days, late '80s, and um, we, we you know, had been through you know a couple of singers, so we were looking for another singer, and um, we had you know, one fella come down, and um, he comes into the our practice area, and we had told him to learn a couple of Guns N' Roses songs, a couple of you know. Poison songs and stuff that we were doing didn't learn any of it, and uh, he walks into the room and he picks up the microphone stand and tries to pick it up and twirl it. He's knocking cymbals over and everything, and um, <laughs> so I said to him, "I said, okay, so what did you learn? Oh, nothing, man." And I said, "Well, um, you know, do, do you know anything? Nah, nah I don't know." <laughs> and so I said. All right, well, we'll just play something and try to put some lyrics into it. So he's sitting there, and we started playing like something kind of power ballady, and we're playing it. And then um, he's just sitting there, kind of staring off into space. And then um, there's this one part that kind of builds up like a chorus. He runs his finger across the chimes that the drummer has. He goes like, you know, and he just goes, dreams. And we were like, what? <laughs> and he goes, Dreams. He looked like some kind of a wizard or something. And we were like, oh, jeez. So um, don't call us, we'll call you. So and you got the job? No, no, get the no, job. no, 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 no. And he said that, um, you know, well, we don't do things like that back in Little Rock, Texas, where I'm from. And I was like, well, Wait, I got no answer anymore. for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> another one, and this is a pretty quick one. We had a... Uh, Looking for another singer. So this one fella comes down, and we were, it was, you know, the guitar player was having people over for his high school graduation. So we were dressed sort of nice because his parents were there and everything. We had our hair pulled back in ponytails, and we were looking nicer, you know. So um, he, this guy comes down, it was like 100 degrees that day, and he's wearing full leather. You know, his hair is, you know, he was about five foot two, and with his hair, he was probably about six foot three. And he brings his girlfriend in with him and everything. And um, he comes in, and he was absolutely awful, absolutely awful. So we're like, all right, well, well, thank you, thank you, see you later. He goes, oh, man, what's going on? And so we're like, well, it's his graduation party. Some people are coming over, so we'll catch you later. So he just goes right over, and he sits down in this lawn, like a... Uh, lounge lawn chair on the deck and he sat there all day drinking beer and eating hot dogs and he had his girlfriend stand there next to him bring him hot dogs whenever he wanted to and bring him beer and, and nobody then, said and, the, and, and we were just him. like all right uh thank you, you know, thank you uh, good to see you oh man and so he ended up staying there until um, it got to the point where we thought it was funny and everybody kind of was in on the joke and uh you know so it's dark and, you know, we're at the end cleaning up the food and putting everything away and cleaning off the deck. And he's still out there, passed out. That's crazy. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Did you dip his hand in warm water? Yeah, we should have. Or so, yeah. Get a Sharpie right yeah. for the yeah. Or uh, yeah, get a handful of shaving cream and tickle his nose or something like that. Yeah, so that was... Um, before I got into acting, I was a musician, and that's what I did for a long time. But um, I think people do have a... A real sense of familiarity that maybe crosses the line sometimes when you audition yeah. them or, you know, I see our, our job is to be, we want people to leave and whether mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very protective of the CPM name, I'm really trying to build it. Right. And right. 
So when people come in, whether we hire them or not, maybe we're maybe they're great, but we're just not a good fit. Mm-hmm. I want them to go out into the world and say, mm-hmm. "Wow, I had this great interview with these women. This was an amazing thing." Mm-hmm. Um, and but I, I feel like so sometimes you're you're nice. I could see why some casting directors and agents get that mm-hmm. quintessential sort of, you know, I'll call you, don't call me. Um, <laughs> Well, we really try to put a lot of positive energy out there, but that breeds mm-hmm. then this familiarity that where they would feel like they could sit and drink beer with us all day. Right, right, right. Well, the thing the thing is too is that um, I, I've noticed a lot of similarities and differences in the world of music versus the world of acting too. Um, a lot of it you know, does have to do with audition etiquette. Some guys think when they come down and they jam with you a couple of times or try out a few times, they think they're in the band already. And they, that's not always the case. That's not always the mm-hmm. case. And um, you know, there, there's just some other things, too, when it comes to you know, you know, audition etiquette, when it comes to, um, well, you know, performing in clubs, you know, dealing with different things. There are a lot of you know, parallels, but a lot of things that are kind of different. And I had to learn some of these things myself when I first got into doing theater and acting you know, about you know, nine, ten years ago, too. So it, it is... A similar world because you are performing and you know, you're in front mm-hmm. of a crowd and everything a lot of times, but there are some differences as to the things backstage and everything here too. So, um, yep. So, um, what are some things that you have? Um, you know, anything coming up with CPM for the holidays? You know, are you uh, you know doing any more auditions or anything anytime soon for people? Or do you how, how often do you normally uh, audition people for to come um, into the fold? We do it about three or four times a year. Okay. And in New York, two days in New York, usually one day in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's grown so much mm-hmm. as, as the company's grown, we get more and more solicitations. So we might have to start doing them more frequently, less people more frequently, because mm-hmm. it it's sort of this marathon day of you know seeing thirty two people back to back in one day. And sure, sure. So um, we might be changing that up a bit, but mm-hmm. I. Fine, and we do it. So we'll rent a place in New York City for a couple of days, uh, Ripley Greer, one of those studios, and then um, Kathy Wickline at Kathy Wickline Casting graciously lets us use her place mm-hmm. when we see people in Philadelphia. Uh, but none before the holidays. We just wrapped up one. Just did um, one, okay. Recently, so we'll do it winter twenty twenty. We'll okay. get back out there again. Okay. Um, and as far as yeah, everybody says, oh, the holidays. It'll, things will die down, but it, it gets crazy. Everybody wants to get everything off their desk and, and done before the new year. Oh, so yeah, yeah. it won't quiet down until about halfway through December 24th. Mm-hmm. It'll be busy. Right, so right, right. Stay vigilant. Yeah. So, um, and the thing is, too, it's like, you know, one thing you were kind of you know, mentioning, too, when it comes to, uh, you know, saying, you know, do you ever have some people that are, um, you know, you think are maybe, you know, no for now, um, but come see us in two years or, Something like that. Sure, absolutely. I'm, I'm definitely. If we, if we didn't take them at first, right? Because a lot of times we don't take people because we don't think we can help them, right? So mm-hmm. there was a woman who came in this past time, very pretty, personable, uh, but she was she was interested in in QVC and she was interested. She didn't want to do film and TV and she didn't want to do theater. And she, she had this very specific idea. She's a great salesperson and she was so lovely, but I, I just didn't think we could get her the opportunities that she wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, so, 
sometimes it has nothing to do with what they bring to the table necessarily. Sure, it's yeah. just, I, you know, if I, if I have six non-union blonde women between mm-hmm. 25 and 35 to add another one, it's just, it's not going to work for our roster. I'm a management company, so I don't have a thousand people. I, I try to keep a smaller book of people so I can right. give more individualized attention. Exactly. And exactly, so yeah. if I have, if I, if I can't, do it. It's not fair to sign somebody. Let them go and try to find somebody else. Right, right. right. Um, another gentleman auditioned, and he would be perfect in the Philadelphia market. Um, but he just—he was the one. He came in and he—he he kept adding lines and ad-libbing. Mm, he just yeah, clearly right, right. had no idea where to look. He needed basic direction, basic yeah. training, training, where to look, where to stand. Don't come in and ad rewrite what the mm-hmm. lawyers have, you know have uh, ag- agonized over every word of a script or whatever. Don't come in and change it up, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I told him he was good and he has potential to work, especially in the Philadelphia market, but he needs training. Mm-hmm. You know, I have time to help people pick their pictures and, and get um, started, but not to give them the basics of where to look in an audition. Mm-hmm. Um, I had another gentleman he interviewed. He was a friend of a friend and he interviewed a couple years ago and um he just didn't do that great uh he came in reeking of cigarettes which i know people don't think that that matters but it does really matter um and he asked if he could be reevaluated he he just messaged me and said would you reconsider reevaluating me again and i said sure i'll reevaluate sure sure Um, sure. unless somebody comes in and they're disrespectful sometimes people come in with a real chip on their shoulder and (laughs) i don't you know then it's just a personality thing i don't care how good they are i Mm -hmm. i choose i choose happiness and i choose peace and love and happiness in my job right right i don't need to bring somebody on who's already got an attitude Mm -hmm. who's going to be negative and just you know be be a headache more of a more more trouble than it's worth yeah the benefits of owning your own business is creating your world and -hmm. and i want to work with lovely people like you guys well thank you thank you we appreciate (laughs) that you know you've done a, a heck of a lot for us you know in the years that we've been with you and everything and we are Tis eternally but a grateful. We have yeah. much more to get to. Absolutely. It is tis but a scratch. Tis but a scratch. The future is wide. That's right. right. That's right. right. Well, George Ann, I appreciate you taking the time to sit with us today and tell us, you know, about your end of the business and everything and um you know, you know what it's like to be you and you know, the things that you encounter and some things that you've, you know, uh seen and everything. And uh it was great to be with you today. Thank you so much for your time Thank you. here. Thank you and very much. It was a pleasure to, would you like to, to sit with you. Oh, sure. Would you like to mention your website and everything, too, for submissions? Um, tell us maybe how to submit if you want. Sure, sure. It's cpmtalent.com, and the submission instructions are on there. Okay. And um, Follow the instructions. Yeah. Follow, mm-hmm. That's our first test. It's it's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. Um, do you read the entire email? Yeah. CPMtalent.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can check out all of our talents, successes and stories and clips of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, yeah. Go to the website. Yep. I think you're pretty humble because you know, from what I've seen on Facebook and Instagram, uh, you've got a lot to be proud of and everything you've accomplished and the people that you've brought on board. It turns around, it turns out you can't swing a, a cat without seeing some, without hitting somebody that's uh, had a success story from CPM. You know, you always see CPM 
congratulations to this person who booked that or this person who booked that. Or we went and saw this person in this theater show and everything. And um, well, I'll tell I think you, life is good. As a mom, I started out a mom of little actors. And mm-hmm. we would turn on the TV and we would get so excited to see the kids. I get just as excited to turn on the TV and go, oh my gosh, that's my client. I get so just as excited as I did when my five-year-old was up there, you know, doing something. So it is, it's so much fun and it's, it's an adventure and I'm super appreciative of everybody who I work with. Great. Great. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And uh, happy holidays, happy Kwanzaa, happy exactly. Hanukkah. <laughs> right. right. There's a whole list of them. Yes. There's a whole yes. list of them. Festive for the rest of us. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, thank you all. And thank you all for listening. This is Foul Players Radio.